T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Ron Coomer on deck. Ronnie's been red hot been in his zone. Ron Coomer. Let's see if the Cubs can respond. We're helping him out. Coomer drives one into right center field. Long run, Pierre. Pierre dives, misses it. It bounces all the way to the wall. That's a nice knock for the old hometown boy, isn't it? Chicago Cubs radio analyst. What a ball game. The wait is over. Right? It is over. The Cubs are World Series champions. How does that sound, partner? 1999 American League All-Star. From the American League All-Stars. Infielder, Ron Coomer. The Coom Dog with Mullion Haw. Woohoo! On 670 The Score. Mullion Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. He is America's favorite guy. It's always a delight to talk to Ron Coomer. And he joins us now, as all of our guests do, on the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Ron, good morning. How are you, sir? I am doing great. Good morning, Mikey. David, I, I have to, first of all, I'm doing great. I have to apologize for yesterday. I wish I could blame it on Dustin or somebody else, but I can't. <laughs> it was my, my time mistake yesterday. I was speaking to a sports psychology class for high school kids yesterday early morning and got the time screwed up so i owe you guys lunch dinner oh, you pick on. it you wow. come to me, it's on me but i apologize and i'm like getting ready to do this class and i'm like i've screwed this whole time thing up haven't i <laughs> it's a good and i'm excuse. looking and i'm like you know it's it, it's a terrible excuse it's the truth I, you know, there's, there's that, but it, I apologize. It's a good reason, though, so. Coom. You were doing some good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Giving back. And you had to wait another day for that great new open we have for you. Wow, you were really good. Well, you know, they, they, they found the few highlights I had here in Chicago. <laughs> that was pretty cool. But it was really nice. That was uh, even Steve McMichael on there, too, right? That was yep. the famous game. I was the one that slid in a home and spiked my helmet that almost knocked me out going past my head as it was bouncing about as high as the second deck and um, our great friend Steve McMichael got kicked out of the game after singing the seventh inning stretch by Angel Hernandez and we know Stevie's issues so we think about him but a lot of lot of cool stuff so thank you guys for uh, for doing that it's really nice. You know, Ron, um, I don't know how to feel about the Seiya Suzuki thing. I, I, I was, um, I felt like, wow, yeah. you know, he got himself in good shape. He's put on 20 pounds of muscle. You, you always hear that, and you're kind of like, oh, that's interesting that he wants to hit more homers. Now he's hurt. Now he's going to miss the World Baseball Classic. As, as David said, he won't be able to uh, to recruit 
we're hoping that he gets uh, Shohei Otani, uh, Otani into town. Um, but that's it's a serious thing whenever somebody has a kind of uh, an issue like that in terms of just their swing. Yeah, it is. The oblique, the oblique injury um, is a tough one, right? Mm-hmm. And you're probably looking at, you know, six weeks wow. before he plays again. Oh, my. I would think. You know, if, if it's a, if it's a, a you know, a, a full-blown oblique injury, it takes a while. Um, it is unfortunate. I, I saw him the very first day I came down to take batting practice, and I looked at him, and I was like, whoa, he's a lot bigger. And not that, you know, he just, through the chest and shoulders is where he's gained his weight and muscle. And, and you know, the ball was jumping off his bat. He was still moving around really well. He's really strong, really strong in his lower half. So to gain that 20 pounds of muscle up top, his legs can, can deal with that because he was still moving around extremely well. So you, he wasn't losing some speed because he'd gained some muscle up top, and um, it's just unfortunate. You know, you work and work and work all winter long, and then the first, you know, few days of camp and opening day of camp, and you tweak something, and then it turns into a little more than a tweak. And um, yeah, it's it's a bummer for him, I know, because he's really excited about getting back and trying to have a big, you know, as they call it, the breakout year. So, so Ron, there's a lot of other things to cover, but let's stick with Suzuki for a moment. If he is out for four to six weeks or whatever the case may be, does that open the door wider for a guy like Christopher Morrell? Would he be the most obvious uh, replacement possibility? What are the options in terms of depth for the Cubs? Well, you're looking at Mancini, right? So Trey is a guy that played right field for the Orioles for many years, and he was kind of pushed into that DH first base, possible some right field. But you're looking at Mancini, Morrell, um, Wisdom possibly, uh, and then some guys they brought in. So just have to see. I, I'm a big – he's a very raw player, but I'm a big fan of Christopher Morrell. I just think there's there's certain guys that when you see them play, they have that it factor, and they, they figure it out, right? It, it doesn't always look polished, but they're, they're, they're those people that figure out how to succeed when they're playing – and you don't really have, it doesn't make a lot of sense. They just know how to do it. And they don't like to fail. And I think he's one of them. Javi, when he first came in the league, was having issues swinging at the breaking ball down and away. And all of a sudden, you know, he just, he had enough of it. And all of a sudden, you know, Madden got him to hit the ball the other way for a while. And boom, he took off. I think Morrell is, is special in a lot of ways with his athleticism. If you work with him in right field and throw him out there, you know, you got a great athlete who might be able to do some real damage with the bat in his hand because his swing does get a little long at times, but whew, the ball comes off hot off his bat, I'll tell you that. It's fascinating because you watch this team. It's so different. There's so many new players. Right. There's so much there's so much better. I, I mean I, I don't know how else to say it. There's just there's more um kind of uh, practiced, you know, authentic type of baseball stars than there had been. You got a lot of big league names yep. in that locker room now. And when when I go out to field one, like I'll go out this morning, and you're watching batting practice and you're talking, it's not new for everybody now, right? I mean, <laughs> you got some guys that they've been around the block, and you know, you you have confidence. You watch the infield work, and and you look at what the Cubs are going to feature 
through the middle of the diamond. Um, and it is, Mike. I, I chance to talk to Bellinger yesterday, and I, you know, have known his dad for a long time, you know, playing against him and, you know, watching him play. And, and now he comes in and he, you know, when you ask him, well, how's it going? What are you working on? Well, I got, you know, here you come. I got I to gotta get above the ball. I've got to cover this pitch because I'm, I'm just swinging and missing too much. They got real answers and they, they've had the success. They know what they got to do. Now, do you get that done? They've gone through the, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of trying to play this crazy game. And, you know, it, it's fun to talk to guys that have gone through it. I, I can say that. And uh, it is a very different team than what we featured last year. Coom, a lot of starting pitching news. Kyle Hendricks threw his first bullpen on Friday. Justin Steele's been shut down for a couple of days with a little bit of tenderness or soreness or fatigue. You saw Jameson Tyone with the slider yesterday make a strong impression. Yep. And then, then you have Caleb Killian, a young guy who has had a very normal offseason for the first time, looked very sharp. What's been the biggest development in your eyes in terms of starting pitching? Well, there's some depth there. There's no doubt, right? Even it's uh, Assad and some of those other guys look good. Um, you, you've got some young guys who took a big step forward last year. And when you add, you know, the Tyones and some of those guys that, you know, you're looking at maybe seven deep of guys that you wouldn't be like, oh boy, are we starting this guy today? You don't have that feeling any longer. The young guys, you know, can at least piggyback on each other and they're big league caliber pitchers, right? You just didn't know before. Um, Tyone to me is one of those guys. I think he's going to have a really good year for the Cubs. I, you know, the slider as that progresses, um, that sweeping slider that he throws will be a good one because he's got a great curveball at that 12, six hook that he can feature, um, early in the count as a get me over breaking ball is, is a good pitch and he's got good velocity. So, um, the other thing too is, is Kyle Hendricks is the wild card in this, is in this thing, David. I talked to him, um, Cubs convention, right? And, and uh, he was just glowing about how good he felt. And I'm like, okay. Then you talk to the trainers. Well, you know, he, there's the process of this throwing program. It takes a long time. He's down here, and now he's thrown off the mound, and he threw a bullpen. So, um, you know, midsummer, I don't think that's the case. I think you're probably, if, if he can push the trainers to allowing him to do this, which I'm guessing they're, they probably will if he's doing this well. You know, you might be looking at him pitching maybe even in May or first of May. Hmm. So obviously the big story is the rule changes and how the game <laughs> has become sharper and there's more action. Um, you know, I, I, I get it. It's trimming 20-something minutes on average, right. 23 minutes on average. But the game is better. I mean, I, it's not just that it's not about – it's more entertaining. It's not about the time as much as it is – it's kind of the game you played, Ron, when, when you know, the ball was out and everybody kind of played a little bit differently. And now it's it slowed down over the last 10 years, and I like it. I think it's good. I think there's a couple. I, I couldn't agree more, Mike. I, I just, to me, I was broadcasting the game on Saturday um, with Alex Cohen, who's the Iowa Cubs broadcaster. He did a great job, by the way. I had a lot of fun with him. But we um, – the first three innings, right before the game got crazy and, you know, San Francisco brought in some players and they weren't catching the ball. First three innings, it was like you're calling a game and I was reading a commercial and you couldn't, you couldn't look away because the game was going. I'm like, wow, 
is this the NBA or is this baseball? <laughs> I, I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> like, Dang, I'm liking this. This is, you know, boom, boom, boom. The inning's done. And I'm like, wow, we had nine pitches there. That was great. <laughs> so that part is really good. Um, it, it was fun. And, and the other thing that I'm, I love to see yesterday, we saw it at work four and against the Cubs uh, at the home ballpark at Sloan where I was at yesterday is the, the, the base hit. The base hit is back in play. It's a miracle. A ground <laughs> ball hit where they ain't, and uh-huh. it goes up the middle, and it's three hops as a base hit again. And I was like, see, you can hit, you can, you can figure out hitting the ball back through the middle like we were all taught as little leaguers. It works again. And that's what we saw yesterday. I, I just, I love the, the, the shifting change, even though, the, you know, you're still going to have some shift, but all the infielders on the infield mean if the ball's hit sharply on the ground, it's going through the infield if it's not hit right at somebody. And it just makes for a better game. It really does. I, I, I'm, so far, the only rule change that I see that, you know, the, the bigger bases, they look a little odd. They've gotten in the way a couple times for guys defensively, but... Um, stolen bases are up. They're always up in spring training. We'll see how that goes in, in the season. Coom, good rivalries also make the game more interesting, and certainly the Cubs and Cardinals will be different <laughs> this year. Wilson Contreras guaranteed that with his comments to Bally Sports in St. Louis, talking about the right organization, the Cardinal way, and things that I think uh, you understand because of the way things went down. But how did you interpret what Wilson Contreras had to say and it's, it, the effect that they will have maybe on the Cubs and that rivalry? Yeah, first shot fired, right? <laughs> By Wilson, I, I don't know. He's a young guy, and, you know, he's a very um, fiery player, and he always has been. From day one when he got to the league, you know, you had a bunch of star players here that had won World Series, a World Series, and he was, like, in that tier below those guys, right, the, the big four or five guys. Then he was with the team, you know, they were gone, and he was left, and, um, you know, you, you could tell there was some tension there too, and he was frustrated with some things. And um, so, I got a feeling the Cubs are going to be very happy with their catching situation this year. Um, with two veteran guys, if they can stay healthy, the catching situation is going to be great. And I and I think there's going to be an ongoing. You know, Wilson will probably fire off a couple more shots, and um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be okay eventually. You know. Those things, when he comes to Chicago, it'll be back tearful again, and he'll be happy to be back and waving to the fans, and it'll, it'll go away. I, you know, I, I understand it. He's young and he's fiery, and you, you say, you know, you get, you get your feelings hurt a little bit, and, and you understand that, right? But it is what it is. We'll be fine. So, Ron, you're getting your first real look at Dansby Swanson with the Cubs. What are you seeing? How, you know, he's the face of the organization now, given the contract and, yep. and given his status. What are you seeing from him? Uh, seems like every time I hear him talk, he's, he's saying the right stuff. I mean, you, yeah. you can't help but like the guy. Yeah, Mike, you're going you're gonna to like it. He, there's, you know, he, professional, right? I mean, you're getting a guy that has had a lot of success in our league, both, both individually and as a team winning a World Series and the professionalism of what he does and how he goes about it. And, you know, watching him play shortstop the other day, you know, it's just smooth, right? There's no flash. There's no thrills, but it's catch the ball, throw it to first, make a nice play. It's eh, ho-hum. You know, he's just, he knows what he's doing. He really does. 
and he's a perfect fit with him and Nico and Bellinger kind of in that triangle of playing defense up the middle. You can, he's a very good player. The thing about him that I, that I hope continues on with his game is the RBI number. I know RBIs get pushed, pushed aside, um, you know, with, with all the new uh, metrics in our game. But somebody's got to knock in the runs. It's just the way you win. And him with 97 runs batted in last year and 27 bombs, it's a big deal. And if he can do that again for the Cubs, that will really help a ton for the Cubs' middle of the lineup. Um, great young guy. The ball jumps off his bat, too. He's bigger and stronger than you would think um, mm. and really, really handles himself well. Coom, Michael Fulmer joined Bruce and I over the weekend on Inside the Clubhouse mm-hmm. and said something that surprised me. Said that, number one, he talked to some teams about maybe being a starter. He chose the Cubs because of the opportunities here. And also, he didn't rule that out moving forward in his future. Not necessarily with the Cubs, but did that surprise you? And what role do you expect him to play? I expect him to be a bullpen guy and probably, you know, pushing towards the later part of the game, David, I would think. Right, is, is the way I see it as of today. But he, you know, if you remember, early in his career, he had a lot of success as a starter and then got hurt, and then that's what pushed him to the pen. What, what I think he's probably going to look at is, is how his arm reacts this year. Does he get that uptick in velocity going back to the bullpen regularly? And if he does, does that translate to him going back to the rotation in a year or two? But I, I, a guy that's had the experience he's had, I, I feel he's going to be a, a bullpen, you know, a later inning bullpen guy uh, for the Cubs for sure. When we think about uh, the, the new infield, right? I mean, it's yep. going to be so important because of what we talked about with the shift. Um, what, what are you seeing from Nico in his new position, even though he's played it before? And, uh, and, and I'm just curious, does Madrigal make this team, or is that kind of an uphill battle for him? Well, the Nico part first, Mike. I, Nico, to me, I think he's going to be a star player in our league. Mm. I just do. I, I think a real star player in our league. He's, he does everything that you see in young players that are taking off, right? He's changing positions, but we saw him play second base a few years ago, and he was yep. gold-glove caliber second baseman. I think this move for him, he's going to really excel at second base. And you're going to see the range of him, you know, come out because of the, you know, not being able to shift. So he's going to be one of those guys that's really going to, I think, explode in our league. He's, he's that guy to me. Um, Nick is an uphill battle. He really does. I, when you start looking at the people that are around him, whether it be Patrick Wisdom, Morell, and then Nick, Nick's working real hard at, at trying to learn the third base position. And it's not an easy transition to go from second base over to third. Uh, The ball comes off the bat different. There's just a lot to figure out and and do in a short period of time. So, um, and Nick's trying hard. I I talked to him just two days ago about it. He's learning, you know, tracking the ball from the pitcher and not, watching the pitcher throw like you do at second. There's a lot of stuff. So he's, he's, he's given it a great shot, and he's, gonna, he, he's made the plays so far. But I think it is a little bit of an uphill battle for Nick, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the third base position. There's no doubt. Whether he makes the team, you know, the numbers show that 
if he can hit, you know, there's a couple spots on the roster, you know, his, his ability to put the ball, if he's healthy, he could make the team. Um, but it's just, it's going to be tough. Rod, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Great to catch up with you. Thanks, Coom. Boys, always great to talk to you. I apologize for yesterday, but uh, now I owe you lunch. So now we got to get great. the league. That's a good trade-off, Coom. Yeah. yeah. We'll I, I wish you missed today, too. We could be eating for a week. <laughs> Miss you, boys. All right, All right. Thanks so All much. Right. That is good Ron stuff. Coomer, one of Ron God's Coomer. great men. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.